and this is Mike. And we have a couple of things, a couple of housekeeping things to go over. One is we may not be recording next week because Mike is going au Paris. We are going to try to do a patch through, but we may not be successful. So it's possible we'll miss an episode or two. Possibly two, because I go on Sunday and I come back a week on the Monday after. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to double down on our efforts to make that work. But I have a 14-hour layover in Helsinki on Sunday night. So you'll want to talk. By then it will be maybe Monday. I'll want to talk. I'll be desperate to talk. I'm going to look for a sleep pod. They say that the Helsinki airport has sleep pods. Oh, fantastic. Because my flight gets in like mid-evening, and then my next one out to France leaves early morning. Wow. So... I'll have time there, but there'll be plenty of time to chat. Oh, good. For sure. Okay. So and otherwise, be the... I'll read my book on Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> and when I come back, I'll be full oh, of yes. knowledge. Yes, you will. And you will have seen the I Leonardo know da Vinci. I about him. You'll, you'll have seen the huge exhibit they the have in the Louvre. Yep. Yep. Um, so one other housekeeping thing, our housekeeping numero dos is that we are having a late night session tonight, so it's a little bit freestyle. Mm. We normally know exactly what we're going to talk about beforehand, although we don't know what we're going to say. We have our subjects at hand. It's going to be great. We're it's throwing caution be, to the wind. We are. We're totally throwing it to the wind. One thing that we know that we're going to talk about, though, is season three of The Crown, mm. the Netflix series about With Olivia Olivia Coleman. Coleman. Olivia Coleman, who is wonderful, and Tobias Menzies, who is playing Prince Philip. The first thing that you see, I'm not going to do a shot by shot, don't worry. The first thing that you see in the new episode is the back of Elizabeth, which could be Claire Foy. It, oh, right. It does not look that different. I mean, her hair is right. the way Elizabeth's hair is. And it shouldn't, right? Yes. Supposed- and one thing that Olivia Coleman has done is she's raised her voice to sound more like Claire Foy. Oh, okay. It's very interesting. The visual is different, but the sound is so similar. Right, she's, right. It's very clever. Whoever That's made that amazing. decision has really, really done a great thing for the audience because oh. she has that little higher voice. A and it's a yeah. little bit, yes. And Tobias Menzies played Black Jack Randall in Outlander, so he will be familiar to that audience. And he is just an amazing actor, just wonderful as Prince Philip. I've only seen episode one. Right. But if you know the series, and I highly endorse anybody who's listening to us to watch it if you haven't, the acting is so great. And they spent so much money on this. I don't know if they did a recreation of Buckingham Palace. I don't know how they did it or if they shot there. It's beyond opulent. I mean, the the sets alone are worth the price of admission. I want to endorse you going. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait because I love that actress so much. She's so versatile and so quirky and yes. so solid the way she is in Fleabag. Uh, Fleabag oh my god and you know what it's so complex and, so and different layered than, and weird than she was in The Favorite yeah she was the um, oh that's queen right the that was kind of slapsticky almost yes but that but character still she had a she was for real. No, I think she's amazing. And she is amazing as as the queen. Claire Foy has a delicacy to her and a prettiness right. that right. I don't associate with Queen Elizabeth. Exactly. Uh, in, in certain ways, Olivia Coleman is closer to being like the real yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, the delicacy. Peter Morgan, who wrote the series, says that she described herself as a country woman. Oh. And in fact, that's one of the lines that's kind of jarring in the first episode oh, is right. Prince Philip says, well, we're country, we're a country couple or we're country people. Right. And she she's not tall and elegant. That's right. Isn't that interesting? She's the queen of 
freaking England. Yeah. But there's a, a certain Weightiness disarming lack of sophistication. It's true. I mean, she's... just by shades, because obviously she's very well-mannered. Yes, but there's not that sort of to the manner born that right. I think of with other queens and right. kings. There was that other movie with Helen, Helen Mirren yes. where they really featured that whole thing of her being a, a woman of the of the land, you know, going yeah. out there in her Range Rover and stalking. hunting and shooting the deers and that stuff like that. They call it stalking, which I thought oh, was stalking, stalking such a the stag. Yeah. The stag with the 13 points. Yeah. I think you will enjoy it. I can't wait to watch it. It's pretty seamless. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. But I have to finish Succession, or I guess I could do them side by side. Finish Succession. Mm. Where are you now in Succession? I'm in the start of season, like third episode of season two. I think this is, I think the second season is the last. It might be the most recent. I heard that the first season is building up to, but that the second season is really the culmination of everything. It's very thick, season two. It's very thick with emotional interplays that are... Very disturbing, but but entertaining. <laughs> but what we what do we expect? But I don't like Shiv as much in season two. Oh, I was so so into her. I know in you were one. really really had a. But she has good she has good plot points oh, in season two, and they do a lot with her about women in corporate power. America. Yeah, and yeah, and the whole thing of how women in power are seen and treated, and uh, yeah, yeah, and oh, good. she gets to be treated very seriously as a power broker and not just an accessory. So that part's kind of interesting. That would be interesting. There's no transition for this, but somebody just said something that I thought was so profound. She said, the most qualified woman in history ran to be president and was outdone by the least qualified man in history. Yeah. And I thought that was very special. That's true. Now we're going to go on to our second topic, which is something I thought about when we were discussing the fact that our goddess, our special, our special Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Stephanie Miller, has told her audience that she's going in for a nap, which is she's taking a little Christmas nap. Cra- she's going to come back around New Year's looking very rested. Yes, she's going to have a facelift. What that made me think about is all the ways in which we're pressured to look a different age than we actually are. Yeah. And yeah. how that visits us in a right. way. Right. The valuing of youth. Well, I wish I could say that I wasn't into it, but I like I like a youthful appearance. That's why I, I think plastic surgery is great if you can afford it. I just don't like how unfair it is that only rich people can do it. The thing about plastic surgery for me is for so many people, they don't look younger. They look tauter. But that's a bad plastic surgeon. Okay. I think, I think when we were younger, yes. uh, here's a boomer issue, because... Back then, nose jobs all looked the same, and yes. you could just see one right off the bat. That's right. And same with facelifts. It just looked like they'd been turned into some kind of weird, grotesque puppet. But there's been advances. And what are those advances? Do we know? They Yes. I think they now can make you look rested, okay. but, but closer to your age, not like pulled like a tight drum, you know? I think a lot of folks... In, in movies have had them and we just don't know it because they're so good. Really? I really do. I don't know. I have to research it to find out. But I think people like Tom Hanks and George Clooney and people like that have had some fair, some amount of plastic surgery, but huh. it's been done in such a way that they look good, but they still look more or less their, their age. age range. See, yeah, that's what I would endorse. That, not that's that I would what have it's it done, about. but I would endorse looking good for my age. Yeah, not trying to look younger than no, my age. No, but that's it. 
it's a I think it's about looking a little a little more rested, just like Stephanie okay. says. Well, Stephanie looks very <laughs> different than she did because she's already had one facelift. And yeah. she looks significantly different than she did. She had her nose uh reduced oh, really? as far as the, the width of it. Yeah, she does not look you can see old pictures of her. Or yeah. And and I liked the way she looked before. Yeah. So she yeah. said she was surprised that she didn't realize when she went in that her whole face was going to be different. Oh. And it is. <laughs> not, not up for that. It's a complicated issue because, I mean, there's so much psychology behind it. I feel that it is much more the bailiwick of women than it is of men to go under the knife and to have yeah. these procedures and have these things. I mean, when I've gone into my dermatologist's office, there are very few photographs of men. Having right. had, I mean, there are with liposuction and things right. like that, but as far as their right. face, yeah. there's almost no pictures of men. You know, Stephanie Miller went to Thailand in one of her recent Christmas trips, um, either last year or the year before. She, on her Christmas break, yeah. she went to Thailand, and I was sure she was going there to get a facelift because oh. that's a big that's a place okay. where a lot of people go for plastic surgery because okay. it costs like a tenth of well, what it costs here. In my favorite British series, Botched Up Bodies, oh yeah, they that's do right. have they well, do no have wonder. people who have gone on these. They're called oh, um, caravans or something. They're it's called something like cosmetic tourism okay. oh like yes that. i think i've heard that and they go there and then have these horrible things happen oh. to them because they're unregulated yeah that's a, there is that yeah there so that. especially dental things those turn out very badly yeah so that's my big concern about going i mean because it's unregulated right <laughs> going back to the idea that women are more subjected oh. to this than men are yes and i don't mean to make light of that and also what you were saying earlier that launched us into this was this whole thing Thing of a culture valuing youth and that's that's been an american thing forever but it's only that way because it's possible to sell more products if people believe youth is preferable that's why we're brainwashed this way it's so businesses can sell us stuff and yet at the same time we're subject to all kinds of societal pressures i mean that's yeah. what's so interesting we each have our own little that's story right. But we are all subject to, and we respond to those societal pressures in different ways. That's true. And also we come from, most of us probably come from unhappy homes where it was important to us as kids to picture ourselves different. Yes. Because if I could be different, different this wouldn't be, be happening. Happy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 or I could just be safe even. Yeah. You know, if I was different, this treatment wouldn't be happening to mm -hmm. me. So it over, it's societal, but also, I think, from our individual psychology and the way we're raised. Do you think that if we had more acceptance in our young home life that we would feel more or feel less, less prone, to, prone to being told? To the brainwashing? That we look, yeah, if we look different, if we acted different. I have a feeling that if you were lucky enough to... And it's just statistical odds because our parents were just people who grew up the way they grew up. They, well, they alcoholism was better. such a huge yeah, factor in so yeah. many households. And traumatized by the Depression and by the war and all of that. Right. So we were raised by traumatized people by and large. I have a feeling that if you were lucky enough to be in a home where you were seen and valued and somehow made to feel like you were okay, yeah. I don't know what parents do to make that happen, but if it happens, I think it probably does give you a little more freedom from the cultural uh, yeah. dictates. Yeah. 
Well, my big goal, if I could say that I had one, was that my daughters would not have eating disorders. Oh, wow. And neither of them did. Yeah. As far as I know. Right. Neither of them did. And that, to me, is successful parenting. Well, it is. The only thing I would say about that is, it reminds me of me. I grew up afraid I was going to become an alcoholic. Because um, I, there was so much of it in my family yeah. on both sides, in the men especially. <laughs> so it was quite a feather in my cap that I did not turn out to have alcoholism. But there's a lot of other shit that I got. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been no picnic. So just I'm just telling you, you, there may come a time when your daughters have to wrestle with something that is maybe close to as difficult as the eating disorder. The specific thing about the eating disorder is simply that it comes about when girls are criticized for their weight. I mean, I was, and that bothered me my whole life. So being criticized for their bodies, like I was a perfectly normal, acceptable body type. But Twiggy was the popular model when I was growing up. Oh my and God. that was the look to have. Yeah. And that was a starvation diet. Yes. And thank God, my body rebelled against that yeah. idea. But I was not that type. I, it would be hard for you to know this because you're a man, but she was the ideal right. body type at that time. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Carnaby Street. Exactly. Yeah. So if you didn't look like her, if you didn't have knees that were bigger boomer than your alert. thighs. Boomer alert. We're talking boomer, <laughs> boomer memorabilia here. Yeah. I think there still is a Carnaby Street, though. Oh, I'm sure. The street must still be there. Yeah. Yeah. It is, but obviously it's not what it used to be. It's not like Mary Quantin. But it's but, interesting that there was also a look back then. I remember my there was the thing... Uh, where the girls would put a race on their lips yes. and very dark eyeshadow. And they would and paint almost... eyelashes underneath oh, their okay. eyes. Oh, okay, okay. It was almost kind of a look that played up this idea of emaciation in yes. a way. Well, women's bodies are often subjected to being the opposite. Like when food was scarce, being very voluptuous was oh, the desired body type. Right. And in a time of plenty, which is when Twiggy was That's right. so popular, mm-hmm. being emaciated was the right. body type. You know, in a time of plenty, right before the stock market crash, mm-hmm. women were supposed to look like boys. They had, were supposed to have no breast in that in that oh, style yeah. of the, the flapper right. girl. That's right. Women's bodies are just projected on yeah. all over the place. Yeah. I was interested in the fact that Keanu Reeves is going out with a woman who is, I guess, eight years his junior, but she doesn't color her hair. And that was something that was commented on, both plus and minus, on Twitter a lot. And I color my hair. That's Uh one thing that I do that is in the... In the youth market? Yes, in the youth market. Mm -hmm. And I don't even have that much gray, but my hair looks very dull when when it's not colored. It's just the gray comes through and it just looks like a sort of dull brownish. So I color it. And I was just thinking, what would happen if I didn't color my hair ever? What what would happen? I would just look a little older. Mm-hmm. And I guess that doesn't appeal to me to look a little older. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we're allowed to have fun with ourselves. There's yeah. a, we can be playful. And I think there's a place where it's slavish and a place where it's do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But don't you feel pressure to, I mean, maybe you don't feel pressure. I don't know. I don't know what it's like in the gay community. And oh, I, yeah. And you're not, you're not in the gay community in a way that I think of a lot of people as being. Yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it also means that you're not tied to a certain kind of aesthetic, doesn't it? Well, not really. Not. not really. No. The, okay. The, 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 the sad and ugly truth is that I would love to be Accepted? the type that uh-huh. that would fit in in that world as I see it. But I, I just have such a conviction that I can't measure up to the aesthetic of the, the sort of tough, you know, super masculine, bearded lumberjack. Isn't that, that just one kind of aesthetic, though? I guess so, but... But that's the one you would want to be if you had a choice? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, there's this thing of, of um, hyper-masculinity. Okay. You know, um, but, but like, more and more... I. I don't know if this is a function of getting older or if therapy's finally working or something, but <laughs> I'm starting to take pleasure in the kind of person I am. And, well, I'm how I am, you know? And here we go. Let's yeah. go. Let's play. Yeah. Here's life. Let's. Here's a day. The sun came up. Let's see what's going on. That's, that's real growth for you. It's great. It is great. And I would say that for me, I'm more okay with how I look now as a 65-year-old than I was when I was 25. I mean, when I was 25, I had so much self-criticism of my body. And now I'm just so glad that my body works, that I don't have the aches (laughs) and pains that I used to. I mean, I used to have terrible back pains. Oh, yeah. I used to have back spasms all the time. Right. My knees hurt. And now I don't have any of that because I just aged out of it somehow. Uh I mean, some people age into it. I aged out of it. Yeah. And I was very lucky that that happened. Can we talk about happiness for a minute? We could talk about Disney Plus. Disney, have you experienced Disney Plus? I signed up for my free week. You did? I did because I have to watch The Lion King because we're singing The Lion King in my chorus on December the 8th. Oh. And I have a, I'm in a little featured part, so I have to know the songs. Was, yeah, I would never sign up for the Disney Channel otherwise, but I did it. But it's got all these chestnuts of popular culture that I've never seen. That like I, what? Well, you're going to cavell when I tell you the Toy Story series. <laughs> See? The Toy Story series. I told you. Oh my God. I told you. And you've never seen them? No. You're in Only for a because treat. you've quoted them to oh, me. Oh, Infinity have to watch, and Beyond. I have to see the part where they pick the toys up out of the little. We have thing been chosen. We have been chosen. We have been chosen. <laughs> You're going to love it. It's to die yeah. for. So I, I might keep it for a month or two and, you know, get in sync with all the culture that I, that I don't know, know nothing about because Sondheim ruined me. So I'm just curious. Rather than renting The Lion King, well, you got a free oh, week. You yeah. got a free week of it. Yeah. And how did that visit you? Disney Plus. Oh, because I turned on my TV and suddenly where all the little options are for the different things you can subscribe to, you know, they're along the bottom of the TV screen. Yeah. Like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Roku, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden it said Disney Plus. And I heard on the news they were launching soon. So I thought they must have just launched. Like, in the last two days or so. And if you're some kind mm-hmm. of Verizon customer, you get it for a year for free. Oh, really? I'm not sure what kind of customer you need to be. Oh, I'm not. Because they haven't uh, asked me. Are you Verizon? Mm-hmm. It's weird how the... I don't understand how the streaming channels are marketing themselves. It, it's complicated. Like, I can't get Amazon Prime. Prime? No. I got Amazon Prime. Yeah. I can't get HBO Plus unless I get it through my Amazon Prime as an add-on to Amazon Prime. Oh, yes. That's a truth for me, too. And there's some new HBO... Yeah. They're launching some new HBO thing. Yes, they are. HBO Max, I think, yeah. is what it's called. Yeah. And then there's something else that launched that's a big dud. Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah. Yes. It's a big failure. Yes. 
not not a lot of heat As behind. we smile like Cheshire cats. <laughs> They've got to fail at something. But that's true. It's time. Come on. I've it's got every time. Apple product that they make. That's so right. It's they're due. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad Steve Jobs didn't live to see it. <laughs> too soon. It's too <laughs> oh, no. soon. No, but I, I am interested in the idea that all of these different entities are going to have their own streaming service. And how many can you sign up for? Right. I mean, there's oh, I know. Hulu and Netflix. And it's deceptive because they're only 6 or $7 and you think that's nothing. Yeah. But before you know it, you've got eight or nine of them and you're paying as much as you used to pay for exactly. cable. Exactly. And me, I'm so proud of myself that I don't pay for cable, but they've come back and they've gotten they've gotten Exactly. Me. And the NBC is going to have their own and they'll have friends. Oh, right. They're having their own Peacock I am gonna, service. I'm going to let go of Hulu, but I have to finish Gwen, uh, Verdon Fosse first. Hulu, is it on Hulu? Did Hulu produce Fosse Verdon? No. It was, it was AMC, on AMC. Yeah. But I don't have cable, so I can't watch AMC. Right. But Hulu has the episodes. Hulu's thing, as far as I can make out, is they focus a lot more. They have movies, but they focus a lot more on current TV. Right. And they somehow get contracts with shows very quickly, a lot of them anyway, and, okay. and show them. Network shows even, just TV series. It was originally They're network very, shows. Yeah. Well, they also have commercials, which is an insult. Oh, and you can get it without commercials. You can get oh, it without commercials. Oh, you pay more commercials. for Hulu. You, you yeah, definitely pay more. That. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, see, I, I can't have an educational rate. I have a really good rate. But like I said, before you know it, you're subscribing to all these things and you're paying that's 50, what I was thinking. Because I have Netflix. That's thirteen ninety nine. There's no way you can watch everything. My God, there's so much. Exactly. No, I have Amazon Prime and I have Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. And that's about all I want to spend on television. Right. Well, I had and you watch a lot of TV, so you get your I money's do. worth. I mean, I actually I don't work, watch that much. It just when it comes up, I watch what I watch, like right. The Crown. Okay. But Got I it. haven't been watching television for a long time because nothing was very compelling to that's me. That's true, but when you do find something cool it's, yes it's very satisfying it is and i guess that's what all the streaming services are promising is that's that right. each one will have something cool you'll find that nugget that makes it all worth it but apple is not coming up with that they're right with all their money and all of their promotions and marketing they just couldn't sell that morning show with jennifer aniston and reese witherspoon and steve carell i mean it, it does sound fun it does, doesn't it? It didn't but work. It's just dull as dishwater. Oh wow! Yeah, and with Jennifer Aniston, she's yeah. always interesting. She's always perky. <laughs> and Reese sassy. Witherspoon. I always say she's sassy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, Boomers. It's my bedtime. It is my bedtime too. This is a special midnight production of Boomerangs. A real riff. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Hope you did too. Okay. And we will speak to you maybe in a week. Yep. We'll see how things go in Helsinki. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye, Boomers. Bye, Boomers. And all. Bye-bye. Oh,